Hello, I'm Maisha Cheney, and I am honored to be here with you today. Like, I'm so excited to share sacred space and to see what God has for each of us through His Word. Did you guys not know that I actually enjoy talking to you about God and what He's doing? But seriously, how can we pray for you? Take a moment, let me know in the comments section any and all of your prayer requests. We are meant to do life together, and it has been a joy and a privilege to see how God is working in each and every one of your lives. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for giving me words to speak. May every word edify your people, give us strength for where we're going, clarity, confidence. Father, we just leave all of our worries, our cares, our anxiety, right where they are, and we take these moments to draw closer to you, to hear what you have to say to us. Bless this time, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you can, pull out your device, your Bible app, your real Bible, and search up Isaiah chapter number 43, and we're gonna go to verse number 18. I'm gonna talk to you today about God doing a new thing. It's a familiar passage of scripture, but let's read it together. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Let's read that one more time. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, it's budding, it's, it's starting. Do you not perceive it? We have been through so much in the past year, and I think this is something we're gonna talk about in messages and sermons and talks for the next, I don't know how long, but we have been through so much. Some of us have been through even more in the past decade. I mean, COVID was not the first of our troubles, you know, I understand. But God is doing something new. We say it often, we teach it often. I don't know how many times in the last 20 years that I've been actively involved in ministry that I have heard preached, God is doing something new. But don't let your fear of disappointment cause you to miss an opportunity to set expectations. Interestingly, before we take on a new thing, because I feel it, I sense it, it's springtime. I don't know what it is about how the sun is shining. I don't know if it's time change, but it feels like God is doing a new thing. Something is happening. Before we take on a new thing, there's a new muscle for us to exercise. And it is our ability to forget. Can you type that in the comment section for me? Forget, our ability to forget. Over this past year, <laughs> we've been saying, remember, remember, reflect, go back. And we meant every single word in context. Remember the Lord, remember what he's doing, remember who he is, remember how he's delivered you. All that was intentional and important. But today we're talking about a new thing. I did a Google search, as most theologians do, I'm teasing, the word forget. 
according to the good old Oxford Dictionary, to forget means to fail to remember. Sometimes to inadvertently neglect to do, bring, or mention something. It also means to put out of one's mind, cease to think or consider. And I know you're saying, look, I know how to forget. We suppress, we push things back. We think we're experts at this. I don't mean just the negative stuff. I mean, how do we forget the good stuff? The stuff that, that, that we cherish. I forget things all the time. I forget when I walk downstairs to the kitchen to get something, I'm like, what am I here for? Or sometimes my next thought, I, I forget what I was doing before I got interrupted by the three kids running in asking me different questions. I'm like, I forget. But what we're talking about today is not forgetting quite like that. I want us to lean into an intentional kind of imperative to forget. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. When we babysit the experiences of the past, we babysit those wonderful things that we hold on, when we sit with them and nurse them, we have very little capacity to embrace something new to perceive something new, and to even walk into it. Think about it. The more I think about the good old days, the less interested I am in what the future will bring. When we fail to prioritize the present and being present here and now, or the future, we replay events of yesterday. We don't have any goals, we don't have any dreams, no ambition, there's really nothing we look forward to tomorrow. So we continually revert back to what we have known, including all of the bad relationships, the unhealthy friendships, the toxic environments. We move beyond them and somehow we end up right back there. It is human nature. It is a part of how we're wired. We're creatures of habit. So oftentimes, our infatuation with the past creates an inability to look forward. If God is doing a new thing, he coupled it in the scripture, not me, and he says, he says forget, the, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. I was sitting here wrestling with this saying, God, what do you have in this for us? And sometimes I think it's not really uh, that we weren't strong enough to walk away from the past and move into the future. And it's not always that there's this strong stronghold or spiritual stronghold preventing us from moving forward. When I think about us getting stuck in the past, dwelling in the past, I think that when we remove something from our lives, we need to replace it with something else. So that as the scripture uh, perfectly put, this releasing of the past, do not dwell on the past, do not camp out there, forget the former things, he's saying, but embrace the new thing. There is an exchange. I know I spent a lot of my life with an unhealthy relationship with food. Can I get a witness? Can you just say amen if you're with me, okay? My food was my everything, it was my friend. 
when I was high, when I was low, everything in between, it was like, let's go eat, let's celebrate. Oh, somebody died, let's eat. Everything was let's eat. Promotion, let's eat. You got fired, let's eat. And I had to um, replace the bad with good food that I enjoyed. There was an exchange. But it wasn't enough for me to just not eat bad and eat good. I needed to add walking so that when I felt stressed, I didn't have to walk into the kitchen to get something sweet. I could walk outside. There's an exchange. And the void that we feel when we forget the former without embracing or perceiving something new, when we let go of what we have known and there is nothing there for us to do, that void that we feel is too uncommon for us. It's too far uncomfortable for us. It's just... It's, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't want that. And that space, that void, can easily be filled with sadness, depression, or just dwelling on the past. We need to give our minds, our bodies, a track to run on or we'll be stagnant. So you no longer hang out with messy Betty, you go to the gym. Or if you, if you spend more time with your family, or, or um, instead of just hanging on social media, maybe you need to read a book. You no longer do online shopping every day. Maybe you research clothing trends for your new blog. Release something new. Let go of the past. Perceive what I'm doing. There's an exchange, even if it's temporary. Scripture tells us here in Isaiah, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. I know how uncomfortable that might feel. I know some of you say, well, I'm already beyond that. I, I, girl, I'm already into something new. Just, just stay on the journey with me. But don't just forget. Perceive something new as well. You don't have to reread the same stories of yesterday. Hindsight is 2020, and I know where I am. But I'm honest. I'm honest about the fact that there is absolutely nothing I can do to live in, to improve, or disrupt the events of yesterday. Yet the rumination of all that happened yesterday can consume much of our time and emotional capacity. In fact, it can choke out that innocent hope for tomorrow. Like, oh, I, I see Cadence about to get ready for school and she's still laying her clothes out and getting her earrings and, and her style because she's just so hopeful and so excited about tomorrow. You know, it's, it's very, very hard to look for a new job when you really love the old one. It's hard to be open to a new relationship when the one you had was just snatched out of your hands too soon. Some of us are really trapped in our past life. The wins, the accomplishments, what it represents, and it's time to move on. And maybe you don't move on 100% in, in the natural, but maybe it's time to start moving on in your mind in your mindset. Time to start considering an alternate, a, 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 a different kind of future, something else, to give space for the Holy Spirit to define what that might look like for you.
What if what God has in mind is much better or maybe just different from what has been? What if God intended something else or something more for you? I remember always seeing that, that meme where the person is holding a, uh, like a small bear, but God is there and he has this really big bear behind his back and the person is saying, but I want this one. And it's like, but God has something else for you. I remember thinking of what ministry and life was like prior to COVID, like all the good things we had that we really did not fully appreciate. And this reflection felt real positive to me because it was better than just thinking about the uncertainty of the moment. And as long as I was living the highs and the lows of the past, I could not see the future. I just couldn't, I couldn't even imagine what life was gonna be like. I could not fully hope. I could not fully visualize what was important to me. It was like I couldn't perceive anything because I'm like, this was great. So now that we don't have this, what else can God possibly do tomorrow that would be better than what was great? Call it naive, but in some ways I felt defeated. The future, the present sometimes is like, what do we do? How can I conceptualize a tomorrow that's so different from what has been? I mean, if we are honest, I couldn't see beyond talking on cordless, cell, uh, cordless house phone. And then cell phones were born. I mean, I had the three-way pager, you know what I mean? I had that in my lifetime. I remember the cell phones that were the big block phones like this thick. I didn't see that coming because I couldn't see beyond what I had. Driving is great, right? We all love our cars, we get the cars we want, until Tesla says, no, you don't have to drive if you don't want to. That this ability to forget and release the former gives way to the creativity for a brand new future. And the people who do that help everybody else that's not doing it. A reckless abandon of what we have known gives way into new spaces of discovery and ownership. And I know you're listening, you're gonna say, well, let go of everything? Like, I, I got some good stuff in my memory and my past. And No, I'm not, I'm not saying let go of, what, of everything, but let go of something. That's why I love talking about timeless wants and timeless desires. When I was thinking about church, I was like, we want connection, not just our exact small groups, just the way they were. We wanna worship together. It doesn't have to be in the same old building. Ask the Holy Spirit. He will help you see where and what you may actively need to forget. My dad had a stroke last summer and it was really scary and a really, really rough time for my family. And while he was in the hospital, we would find videos of him laughing and talking mess, just so desperately wanting to be comforted by the memories. And over this past year, we have held on for him to get back to his old self, to do all the things he used to do, to get his movement back and really rooting for him and supporting him and, and getting back. And in preparing this message, I just realized, like, what if it's time to embrace the new thing that God is doing? 
What if God is charting a new path or fostering a new story that we continually keep holding up the past? It was an opportunity for me to put it before the Lord and say, God, I want to I want to be the, the person of faith and root for healing and root for, for restoration to everything it was. But what if what you have is better than what was? What if it's different? Let's forget the former things. Not in this easy, poof-be-gone type of way, but actively grieving, actively processing releasing, reframing, and forgetting. And I know what you're thinking. I don't want to forget. Some things have meaning. We want to remember all the negative stuff as fuel. We're going to prove to others that we actually did it. We want to remember their words so that we, we can come back to them years later and say, see, this is what you told me. All of that stuff takes up space. And as we prepare to move forward in our future, Let's create space in our person to embrace the new by forgetting the old. It is always acceptable to take a stroll down memory lane. Just don't move back into the house. It's okay to reflect. It's okay to think on things. But it's that dwelling. It's that constant dwelling in the past that causes us to lose space for what God is wanting to do now and moving forward. He says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? God in this context is speaking to his people Israel. He's like, you've been through a lot. You've been in Babylonian captivity. You have dealt with um, so much. You've been dealt with harshly. You have made mistakes, but there is a shift happening. This was a message to his people of hope, of assurance and of encouragement that God was gonna do something new with his people, that he would do a thing that he had not done before, that he was gonna do something that they had not seen before, and they had seen a lot. God was gonna restore them, restore Israel, and they could forget the happenings of Babylon and all that they have been through. One of the commentaries says, so wonderful shall be God's future interpositions on your behalf that all past ones shall be forgotten in comparison. What God intends to do will be so amazing that it will pale in comparison to that of yesterday. Doesn't have to be better, doesn't have to be more, doesn't have to be necessarily big. For me, what I am most interested in is doing, being, and living the way God intends for me in the season he intends it. If I'm meant to embrace something new, I want to do it when God has made provision for me to do it. Here's the note for us today. Do not dwell on the past, good, bad, or indifferent. Actively work to forget, to level the playing field for what is already here and for what is coming. I can be honest with hiding behind the lipstick is one of the most meaningful things that I have ever done in my life. We brokered experiences for people from all walks of life to come and be seen, heard, and loved. Sometimes I would just sit and recall stories 
heartfelt moments of women pouring out their souls and, and what that was like. I will remember the different cities we went to. I would rehearse the emotion of that release after we would finish the meeting and, 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 and talk around dinner. And I would instantly feel like, how do you top that? Where do I go from here? How could I do something as meaningful as that was in this current season? And you say, well, you can keep doing it, but that was 10 years ago. But these thoughts arrested my creativity, my deeper listening, and did not give room for me to perceive what God was doing. And anything new he wanted to do, because what he had done was so very cool. God wants us to continually grow and rely on his voice. And this life that we live is about evolving, about making shifts, about making changes, embracing and holding tight to what we have and then releasing it, and embracing and holding tight to a new thing and then releasing it. That is the cycle of life. He spoke to me, and I felt like God was saying, I am doing a new thing. Can you sense it? Even if you don't know fully what it is, you don't get the blueprint, you don't have it all fleshed out, you don't have the business plan or plan A, B, C, and D in every step, but if you can sense that I'm doing something, maybe that's enough to keep you open, to keep you moving forward. Can you not perceive it? My initial response was like, yeah, I can, but will it be like the last time? How can it be better than that? God is inviting me, God is inviting you into our next season by helping us release the previous one. And if all I did today was just pour some water on this soil to saturate the ground enough for us to get our eyes back up higher than ourselves, higher than our circumstance, higher than where we've come from, and even higher than where we're going. God is doing something new. Can you sense it? Can you perceive it? This word new can be described as unprecedented in its wonderful character. He says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, it springs forth. This springs forth is as a germinating herb, a beautiful image of the silent but certain gradual growth of events in God's providence. When I was the first gonna to teach on this, um, I was initially thinking and praying about it and, and that scripture, Philippians 4, 8 came to mind and it says, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, think on those things. And I was just feeling something saying, think on, think on those things, like change your mindset. And the Holy Spirit said, yeah, we have to shift our mind long before we walk into a thing. We have been so conditioned by our trauma that our mindset may still be in survival mode, in protective mode, in temporary mode. We change something in our mind and our spirit long before we change it in our behavior. Think on the beautiful things ahead. And even if they don't fully exist or you think it's just like a blur, like clouds when you think about the future, create them in your mind, draw them in your brain. 
What would you want it to be? We rehearse the happenings of yesterday until something new comes into focus. And I know we are still in the throes of a very real pandemic. We are, we are tempered. We don't want to get excited about things opening back up because we did that before and everything shut down again. But God is doing something. I feel it. I want to speak to your spirit man today. I want to reach into the depth of your being. I want to peer beyond the distance of this technology and say God is doing something new inside of you. Break up with your relationship with the past. Dwelling on it, what it is, what it is not. And create the space and the openness in your being to watch God do a new thing in you. Brand new. Tag still on it. Fresh off the press. He's doing something new in you. He's doing something new in this earth, in his church, in your family. And our only responsibility in this is to start forgetting. Asking the Holy Spirit, in light of this message, in light of what you've heard, what part of the past have you been dwelling on? And what part of your past do you need to forget? So that you have the space to perceive and embrace the new thing that God is doing. Let's start thinking about it. Let's start listening to that gentle nudge. It's budding. It's, it's there maybe in the beginning stages. Don't get lost in, in, in what it is and get lost in the news or what's happening or your mind can start seeing the possibilities. Start identifying more of what you want, what you're hopeful for. Start visualizing the fact that God is doing something in you. How wonderful and how lovely. Giving space for that in yourself and in itself. You're ready. And I'm gonna close with this. Isaiah 48 verse 6 says, From now on I will tell you of new things, of hidden things unknown to you. They are created now and not long ago. You have not heard of them before today. You cannot say, yes, I knew of them. You have neither heard nor understood from of old. Your ears have not been opened. And then in verse 10, this is my favorite verse of all. He says, see. I have refined you, though not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. When I read this scripture, I started to realize that the new thing that God was doing and the past he wanted me to let go of was because I had been tested in the furnace of affliction that all of the hardships and difficulties have prepared us for this moment. We may have been refined in the furnace of affliction. When I look deeper into that word biblically, dismay is used, depression is used, poverty, misery. That God uses the circumstances of our life to work some things out of us. We have been refined. We have been adequately prepared. And it's time for our mind, body, and soul to congruently align with God's providence. 
This isn't like just, just work real hard to forget. But God was saying, I have redeemed all that you have gone through. And now I'm going to usher you into a new chapter of your life. Don't self-sabotage by reminding me of all of the things you are letting go of. Walk forward. I'm God enough to see all of that and to see what I have in mind for you. Release that control, release that extra energy, and allow me to be God and take you to the next season of your life. Here's what I want to pray for us. And maybe you can say it with me. Open our ears, Father, to hear you. Open our hearts to perceive more of what you're doing. Help us to forget what is not edifying for the new thing you are doing in us. When we are afraid, give us courage. And when we wake up and we feel unsure, give us certainty in you. Where there are lingering questions, Lord, satisfy us with clarity. And when everything in us wants to go back to what we have known, give us the wherewithal to persevere toward the new thing. Father, we bless you for considering us worthy enough to have gone through the furnace of affliction, to have come out on the other side, and that you have prepared a glorious new chapter. May your people feel it in this year of distinction. May they walk into it. Help us to forget the former. Not that it's bad, not that it's overwhelmingly good, but if it doesn't add value to what you have in mind for us, give us the strength to release it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are watching, if you've been streaming with us today and you felt touched or pricked in any way by the words that I mentioned and you want to know more about what it means to be found in Christ, to accept Him as your Lord and Savior, we'd love to give you the opportunity. If you just click the link in the chat room, you can email us at info at Antioch LB. You can say, hey, that's me. I want to know more about this Jesus and what he does to save, to heal, to transform, and set free. If you want to be connected to spiritual family as God is doing something new, you want to be alongside other people thinking similarly um, in, in, in close proximity, we want to welcome you to the Antioch family. You're already family, but if you want to make it official, click the link in the chat section and, and let us know. It's been a blessing, a gift, and a privilege to be with you today. I just really hope and pray that God spoke to you. Let's forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. God is doing a brand new thing in you and me and all of us. Let's walk in it. God bless you.